the nature of compliance regulations and liabilities make our jobs more interesting when we try to answer the question, how do we stay ahead of the game? Idea here is to develop a culture of information security. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tun. We live in a connected world. Nowhere is that more apparent than in the world of retail and e-commerce. I remember just a few short years ago, my wife walked up and threw her phone down on the couch in disgust. When I asked what was wrong, she said she had just been browsing for lamps on Amazon on her desktop. She picked up her phone to read her news feed in Facebook, only to be greeted by, you guessed it, an ad for the exact same lamp she had just been viewing in Amazon. What was creepy and stalkerish to her is now commonplace. In fact, we've almost come to expect it. This connected world is exactly where our guest today spends his time. Gopal Bhatt is the CIO and the CISO for Rakuten, a global e-commerce retailer out of Japan. Gopal was the VP of technology for Ebates when they merged with Rakuten and branded it as Rakuten Rewards. Welcome to the show, Gopal. Thanks for having me on this podcast, Jeff. We are really excited to have you on the show today because I, I think we can cover several different aspects of this connected world that we live in. Before we get started, I think our listeners would be interested in knowing a bit more about your background. You've had an interesting range of experiences. Can you walk us through some of the organizations you've worked for and what your focus was at the time? Jeff, as, as you mentioned, I currently work for Rakuten Rewards, where consumers can earn cash back while shopping online and even at stores, and they can earn cash back while going for dining. Uh, now, I joined this business when we were a small startup under the Ebates brand with 120 people, and I have seen 10 times growth since then. Right? Wow. In, in the past, I worked for eBay, Electronic Arts, AVG, and an antivirus company. All of mm -hmm. these companies were uh, with 100 million plus consumers and have seen the challenges that come when you service that kind of consumer base while they entrust their data and activities to you. The story of retargeting you just articulated uh, brings up a huge discipline in our industry, which is consumer privacy, compliance yeah, obligation, yeah. and the roles companies play as good corporate citizen in this world, right? I, I have been there, done it, and ready to take any, any questions you have because this is something very close to my heart. And as a, a senior member in, a, in the corporate world, 
as well as an individual, I respect both worlds and I respect my wife's privacy, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's important for both of us, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> um, your experience in the uh, gaming world, I think, would also be kind of interesting. We probably won't dive into that today, but I, I made mental note of that as uh, something we may want to continue the conversation on in the future. So, at Rakuten, you wear a couple of hats. You're the CIO and you're the CISO. Uh, and, and that has got to lead to some interesting conversations that you have to have with yourself, uh, filling both those roles. But we'll get to that balancing act in a minute. First, I wanted to talk about some of the major initiatives that you're in the midst of these days as CIO there. Yeah, uh, so... I stand one side of the table when I was CIO and the other <laughs> side when I am CISO. So that is the game I that's play. Right, that's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Just like any other growing business, we are launching our new product experience as Rakuten mobile app, which tailors the experience to individuals' personal preferences and likings. Right? This is the way to go uh, because you have to tailor experiences for people's needs. This is a great experience for our customers while the challenge is on us to ensure that their data is safe and the trust they keep in us is honored with utmost care. This kind of product experience transformation requires a full stack transformation that enable us to do personalization in real time and try out new product features in an A-B test framework so that we can fail faster at low cost and promote successful trials at much higher speed. So that is the CIO side of the job, right? Mm-hmm. The CISO right. side of the job, while we customize these experiences for people, how do we ensure that their privacy is not impinged by our organization? That's why we kind of kept it together for now. Eventually, as we get bigger uh, in a way, we may have to split it out to make sure so one person is responsible for both one when we launch these level of product experiences. Yeah, it really puts the accountability right on your shoulders for both yes. sides of that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you think about security and compliance, I've heard you in the past describe the current state of security and compliance as a bit of a cat and mouse game. Can you Tell us more about that viewpoint and some of the things that you do to stay ahead of the game. Jeff, you're touching on a very hot topic for our time. (laughs) Uh, With GDPR in Europe, um, the California Privacy Act, which is CCPA, uh, it seems like there is more work in the compliance area for my teams than product feature development related work. We can't drop other needed compliance areas such as payment card industry regulations, ISO standards, and public company controls such as SOX. While compliance ensures certain level of standards, but security is not ensured unless and until you take security measures above and beyond compliance recommendations. Security is definitely a cat and mouse game, uh, just like you (laughs) said it. Any protection you put in place to secure your services will be overcome by bad actors one or the other day. It is not about if, but it is when they can get to it, right? And how soon then they can make it. 
this is how we are evolving and solutions are emerging to cope with these challenges. The nature of compliance, regulations and liabilities make our jobs more interesting when we try to answer the question, how do we stay ahead of the game? Idea right. here is to develop a culture of information security at all layers and functions of the organization with awareness trainings, implementation of right tools. The responsibility doesn't stop there as we need to keep security engineering teams who think like bad actors, but right. Right. take good actions towards protecting us, right? Yeah. That is how we need to grow the team in order to play this game. Uh, we are, sometimes we feel we are ahead and then bad actors take over. For example, reCAPTCHA was a, was a good example where we thought CAPTCHA is going to solve the problem uh, and they were able to automate with the machine learning and other things. Now, reCAPTCHA, which came out, which we, when we implement that, there is a hacker solution for that as well. We need to play this game and we need to get one step ahead. They catch up with us. Maybe they take one step ahead of us and then we catch up with them. This is happening and this is the evolution we are going through. This is the Darwinian world, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, a friend who was a CIO for a local company here in Indianapolis where I am and he was the... Uh, they were a big Department of Defense contractor, and he used to joke that they could set their watches by when the workday in some foreign countries started because the attacks on their systems would just escalate at 8 a.m. local time of that country, and at 5 p.m. local time, they'd tail off again. So it's not just... Uh, it's just not the independent hackers anymore. It's governments that are involved in this. Now, yeah. our listeners are, they're consumers themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, our listeners are IT professionals, but they're also consumers. So what's the responsibility of the individual, the consumer in all this? Yeah, it's a, it's a major one, right? Um, first and foremost thing is the awareness that our data whether it is private or shareable is valuable and it is a shared responsibility between individuals and corporations providing services using our data if we have the habit of connecting to any free wi-fi out there trusting mm -hmm. any service to link our social media or uh, oauth accounts we need to change our habits for example, you may think that you are typing your mobile pin while hiding the screen, but the CCTV camera right behind you may be recording it, right? Right, right. Uh, with face ID and fingerprint readers, uh, these situations could be easily avoided, right? Those are more secure in a public place because you are not typing in your password and no one can steal your face, hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to keep a habit of suspecting any communication out of ordinary even when it looks to be originating from our trusted sources. Example here is the wire fraud, uh, which targeted towards executive admins and finance people. Bad actors can learn the org structure using platforms like LinkedIn and generate malicious emails originating from a CFO. 
asking accounts payable person to right. change their wire instructions, right? And establishing right protocols while dealing with sensitive changes like this comes out of awareness about the threats out there. See, as an individual, you are no different than an employee um, who needs to be aware. So you need to treat your communication, electronic communication and electronic interactions the same way wherever you are, right? When it comes to privacy of individuals, uh, we need to understand that any service needs to know you to be friendly to you. If right. the services right. are not friendly and personalized, uh, we'll discontinue to use those services. But on the other hand, companies need to use some activity data to tailor services to individuals in a law-abiding and ethical way, right? Yeah. So yeah. it is the yeah. responsibility is shared between individuals and corporations. As an individual, you need to develop this awareness that data which is shared can be used, but what do you share and how do you manage it is you have to maintain that control. So before we shift to the corporate side, uh, sticking with the individual for just, how's the individual supposed to know? How do they find out what data is being collected and for what reasons? Have you dug into that at all? Well, yeah, definitely, Jeff. Uh, how many times uh, you had read through the end user agreement that you click accept? <laughs> Oh, I read those every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So th that's how you spend your whole day. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Most of the law-abiding companies let you know uh, what is going to be collected and how it is used to a certain extent with a certain level of details, which is in some kind of legalese or hidden in between legalese and office yes, data. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, yep, that's right. Yeah, in the user agreements. But there is no way uh, you can go against Google's and Facebook's of the world as an individual, right? Right. Um, right. And how many times, even if we read through, understand those legal jargons. Best thing we can do as consumers is to understand that any activity that we do through connected devices is recorded somewhere, right? Right. Even your device to your network uh, service provider to the service you connect to and can be correlated to you in one or the other way, right? If uh, mm -hmm. these companies collaborate together, it is collected right there for business purposes. But if required for legal enforcement, the government can issue subpoenas and get this right. from different entities and bunch this together to get what is going on. Especially they do this with the nefarious terror activities and those kind of things. That's how they, they link uh, these activities. But when it comes to our rights as consumers, there are several privacy compliance regulations being put in place by lawmakers, such as GDPR or CCPA, right. which is a California one, which will be effective in uh, three months which will enforce a disclosure of the information collected and handled by service providers. This is a good move from the consumer privacy perspective and an opportunity uh, for friendly services like us to show to the world that we are compliant and trustworthy, right? So far, we used to claim that we are compliant and trustworthy. Now there is a uh, government and uh, law en enforcement standards 
that we can show, hey, we are compliant yeah. with this and we are trustworthy, which is an opportunity. Yeah, it gives you that proof, right? Yeah, yeah. it is a proof yeah. that we are we are complying with those, right? It yeah. gives a confidence for our consumers. So far, when we had this lack of these guidelines, um, we used to struggle, you know, ethics versus what is a lawful activity. Now, right. ethics is built into the law in some of these uh, uh, regulations, which makes it easier for companies like us to use data in a law-abiding ethical way, uh, which is a positive yeah. direction, in my opinion. A lot of people, a lot of executives think that, hey, this is a new regulation. Regulations are seen from a negative aspect because it always makes us spend more. But if you look at it, how it is an enabler for businesses which use data in an ethical way, which is a great positive. That's what I look at. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Uh, So let's shift our role, uh, shift our view to that role as a corporate citizen. What's our role in security as employees of our organization? As a good corporate citizen, um, we have responsibilities above and beyond what compliance regulations require us to do, right? Compliance regulations are afterthought based on how data industry has evolved over the last two decades. But innovative organizations are launching new business models which use data in a way that regulators couldn't think of, right? Regulators are always behind and playing a catch-up game with innovative industries. See, before social media existed, regulators didn't think of people would give out that level of their personal information and uh, and right. get into <laughs> uh, yeah. trouble, right? And then comes the GDPR and CCPA, those kind of things. But as a good corporate citizen, organizations need to realize that regulatory guidelines are based on historical observations, but not based on emerging business models that companies are innovating and consider the ethics of using data above and beyond regulatory guidelines. One example is to anonymize the data when your AIML engine crunch that data and produce insights. Right? That, that is something you can do at the get-go if you are implementing a new solution so that you don't have to do regulatory compliance-related activities at a later stage. But if you go back to the retargeting story you, you mentioned at the beginning uh-huh. of our conversation, a more obvious disclosure uh, readable by layman rather than abstruse legalese would help the public understand and make conscious choices while sharing their yeah. activities online. Right? That is something we have to grow beyond, not just accept these terms and conditions. So when it comes to some of these sensitive things, we need to be more communicative in how we use and what we do. And regulations are demanding that, but the companies like us, which go well beyond the regulatory guidelines, we have been doing that. What do we use and how do we uh, link their activities to their cash back they earn from different markets? So, which yeah. is which is the industry which is uh, which demands a higher level of ethical standards? Yeah, and I would also imagine with the data that you're collecting, a uh, lot of security, which goes back to the 
that dual role that you sit in. One of the challenges that I know a lot of our audience members are faced with is that concept of how do you drive this home to your employees? I was sitting in a conference a couple of years ago, listening to the story of a, of a law firm mm-hmm. that had just done security training for their entire law firm. And so they sent out a fake phishing email yeah. <laughs> uh, with an attachment that was uh, titled partner compensation. <laughs> and, and they were just stunned that the number of people, including the partners who clicked on the email to see that. So, so even security awareness training doesn't always get to the heart. So what things have you done or that you've seen work to really drive this home to the employees that they have a responsibility in security? It's not just the CISO's job. Yeah. It's everybody's job. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the The culture of trust and security has to be part of our mission and execution throughout the organization. Not just, as you mentioned, you nailed it, right? It is not just CISO's job. Everyone right. needs to get that awareness. So it helps you as a corporate employee. It helps you as an individual. It helps you as a family member, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this is done through proper budgeting for those activities needed for in any organization that's where it starts from the from the CISO aspect but when it is well budgeted and the activities like training you mentioned and controls compliance standards are put in place this kind of mistakes will be reduced to minimum but can you avoid that there will be new employee joining every other yeah. week and right. and by the time they get trained if it is a let's say it's an executive admin to our cfo who joined and she receives an email next day saying that hey i need this thing changed and she is trying to impress cfo because it's her yeah. new job and and she right. may make mistakes right and that's where things may go haywire. So how do you train them at the get-go? If that person was trained as an individual, right, they will be aware even in their personal life and they enter corporate life, it is obvious, right? And it doesn't go like that. So as a society, we need to train ourselves with this level of awareness. When this responsibility is part of the culture as a society, will win as corporations and also as individuals. So that's where the awareness should uh, go. And you can't train people on every technical nuances out there, right? It is just the awareness that there are bad actors out there. They can mm-hmm. easily masquerade themselves as good people in a connected world. And with yeah. that awareness, and if we keep an eye on some things unusual, it becomes a good enabler for us to protect ourselves. Right. right. That's a great perspective. I've never heard uh, anyone tie the consumer responsibility with the corporate responsibility. I think that's a great takeaway for our audience. Uh, Before we wrap up, I I wanted to touch on another interesting thing in your profile. I saw that you're also an angel investor. So can you share a bit about the company or companies that you're investing in and what's attracting you to them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, To take an example, 
uh, one of those companies is a security company called Redshift Networks, which specializes in voice over IP network security. As uh. all of our communication is over IP networks now, the traditional carriers are exposing themselves to new set of challenges and this kind of solutions are helping them to stay ahead of this cat and mouse game we talked about of security, right? right? right. And I have investments in uh, AIML-based stock market research company, which is uh, named Vistalytics, uh, which helps investors to get insights outside of the normal SEC disclosures, right? Which are mm-hmm. which may be buried in um, jargons in a text, right. which kind of harvests that and makes the uh, subjective information in an objective way, in a tabular way to be presented to investors. Uh, which I thought is a very ethical thing, thing to do as it has the capability to enable sound investment judgments for common investors. I do right. have more investments in the green ed- energy space and cloud technology enablers. When it comes to investments, apart from financial validity, definitely that is uh, that should be there. Jeff, I, I look at how these companies can sustain in the long term in a law-abiding right. and ethical way as help people eventually as individuals rather than just um, growing as corporations. That's a great perspective. And uh, just like uh, the company that you mentioned that's focused on making the reports from the corporations more understandable, more readable, maybe going back to our other conversation, they can point at the end user agreements and do the same thing at some point. Might be a, a new product for them to consider in the future. <laughs> Jeff, we should have more more of these uh, conversations because you are giving me business ideas already, <laughs> product ideas. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So, okay, Gopal, as you know, I love to close this podcast with a call to action for our listeners. Today, I'm going to put you on the spot because we covered both the consumer perspective and the corporate citizen perspective. So I would love your thoughts on what's one thing our listeners can do differently tomorrow as consumers Uh, And then one thing that they should do differently as IT professionals after listening to our conversation today. Uh, Definitely. Jeff, as a consumer, I need to understand that there is no service as a free service. Either we are directly... (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Either we are directly paying money or bartering our data to get the service. That's, That's pretty much it. With this awareness use services and have control over what we are giving out, right? Mm -hmm. On the other side, for IT professionals, it is necessary to understand that compliance standards are set as the baseline, the minimum hygiene we need to do. But we need to go above and beyond that. Put yourself in your customer's shoes and think from their point of view when you design the solution, which depend on individual's data. Those are great actions that I think our listeners can implement tomorrow. Gopal, thank you very much for being on our show today. I have really enjoyed this conversation and really appreciate your time to talk with us today. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. To our audience, if you have a question or want to learn more, Go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. 
This is Jeff Tun for Gopal Bot. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.